Well, I think we should start it off this way. Hey, everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is the official podcast of guys who still quote old school in conversation. <laughs> guys who do Cartman voice. <laughs> <laughs> guys who just wish that their damn wives would respect their authority. Yeah, exactly. That's uh-huh. what we're looking for. This is Chubby Behemoth. Hey, everyone, you knew what it was. With you Sam kn- and Nate. You knew what you got yourself involved in when you fucking opened that envelope that that, uh, that man in the suit dropped off at your Meineke job. I'm Sam. A lot of people don't know that. And that guy over there... I'm Nathan. Lund. Call me Nate if you want, if we've known each other for a little while, I guess. Call him, uh, call him Big Fat Baby Penis. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have too many nicknames already, but, you know, so I'll answer to anything at this point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, Big Fat Baby Penis. <laughs> me? Probably? What? Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know uh, what he answers most to is the dinner bell. ding a ling 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 Ooh, that's when I come... <laughs> He hops out of the walls like a ferret that was released into the wild. Look, this, this is this is me when I hear the dinner bell. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. I can do a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm a talented dude. Holy shit, I know you can make horse noise. That's a pretty good horse noise. That's excellent. <laughs> I'm literally blown away. That's been in your that's been in your quiver of arrows this entire time. That was my closer from 05 to 07. <laughs> Yeah, you just say, "Hey, well, my ride's here." Got and you put your duster back on, <laughs> like Bill Hicks is last special. <laughs> I had a lot of respect for that closer. The sounds, the faces. It's so funny that Bill Hicks dressed like a cowboy at the end of his career, and no one made fun of him. Yeah, he had <laughs> he a got weird away with murder. Tex-Mex kind of. <laughs> He was in London looking like The Undertaker in like, 1995. Like fringe, too, right? Like yeah. black, fringe, black and silver, and then fringe. Yeah. I can't think of specific outfits, but I rem- I've seen some where it's like, ooh, yeah, weird time, I guess. Yeah, just Wear like, the bandit, the big red bandit scarf. Yeah, he did. Uh-huh. He had yeah. the bank robber, the bank robber bandana, and he's up there like, God's an illusion trapped in your mind. And people are like, this is hilarious. Billy, Billy the Hicks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it, dude. I'm glad he's uh, dead. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I will say that a lot of what he was doing sounds weird or like, obvious now but it wasn't as much then so i think it was more profound when he was you know because he was coming up with all of the 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 goofy like the the way stand-up was in the 80s was very like either loud or silly or well, they, yeah his peers were like jimmy pineapple <laughs> <laughs> and like uh everybody had a gimmick or yeah, a, like dan the plumber stanley He'd be yeah. over there and be like, you need to clean your pipes. And then Bill Hicks is like, the Federal Reserve System is the boot on all of our necks. Mm-hmm. People are like, whoa. But yeah, I don't know. I guess because uh, it, 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 you still you had Carlin and Pryor that were trying to be more than that. But a lot of it was garbage. And so most comedy today is still garbage. Right. Believe it or Unfortunately, not. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't just get uh more and more precise and and only the the talented unique people get rewarded. It's not Oh no, no. If you listen to comedians, no one's ever not funny. Uh everyone crushes, everyone kills. Everyone's equal. It's a meritocracy, you know. Everything makes sense. Montreal still matters. We're not <laughs> fucking foot soldiers of a fledgling industry, you know, we're not drowning in the ideals that were passed on to us from former failures, no, stand-up's gonna live forever, brother. I'm reading Lee Durkee's Last Taxi Driver, and the way he starts off his, uh, his new sections of the book are with Bill Hicks quotes, Yeah. and reading that shit could not be less funny. Yeah. Like, written on the page? Right, yeah. You need a guy chain-smoking and wearing a cowboy hat for it to sell. And he would do a lot of, like, mugging in mm-hmm. between to kind of, like... A lot of Mitch Jonesen? Maybe to preserve his own sanity. He knew, like, man, I gotta get a laugh out of him or else I'm not coming back or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta get back to the Mall of America Comedy Club if I want to keep espousing the, the death of God. We gotta move more chili fries or else I'm never getting booked <laughs> yeah. back in uh, yeah back in St. Paul again. Yeah, he, like, quotes Nietzsche and then he goes, <laughs> like he wiggles his double chin around. <laughs> I watched that uh, the Letterman set that that didn't air. You know, uh, he said the N word. No, no, he didn't for, say it enough. Yeah, yeah. Letterman wanted more, more race baiting and less bait racing. Nobody cares. It's fixed. 
but it was I thought it was pretty good. Like he made fun of Billy Ray Cyrus. I think he said something about like killing Billy Ray Cyrus mm-hmm. or something. And that was like the main reason. Letterman like didn't think it was that funny at the time. And then when he aired it he kind of like told the story of how he like regretted it after the fact. Yeah, once Libs pressured him. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think he realized <laughs> once that George Soros stepped in. <laughs> I think it might have been what we were just saying, which is that it wasn't the typical like beats of a late night set, and no. so it, it didn't wasn't... have like uh, punchlines or laugh lines or anything. <laughs> well, it, but it was good. But it was good. It was like righteous anger at how gross popular things were in the early nineties, and that's. Like you said, it, that hasn't gone away either. A lot of the most popular stuff is very dumb, yeah. base, easy, or whatever. Well, and also all that shit that uh, people do now is based on that, you know? So it's yes. like being anti-consumerism isn't punk rock, whereas it was, I guess, in 1988 when you're at the Cuyahoga Falls Funny Stop. Speaking of punk rock, we're at the home of punk rock legend. Jim Norris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jim Norris is... We're at Jim Norris's grave, actually. He's, he's, <laughs> he's been dead for 35 years. The punk rock princess himself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're at Mutiny Information Cafe, one of my favorite places in the world. Uh, you know, the world's pretty big. I, mean, I, I haven't been place. to a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. Blunt's <laughs> been to Red Robin and Taco John and Mutiny. <laughs> so this place is like Paris to him. I'm a suburb kid. <laughs> well, I can say, thanks to you, that I... Have been to Paris, and Ooh, then oui, that's, oui. that's the end of <laughs> that's the end of my travels uh, as far as anything abroad, anything very cool or yeah, whatever. But you've a couple of abroads have traveled to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we broke a few hearts in Paris. Yeah, <laughs> mostly Bobby's. <laughs> But yeah, man, I mean, I just think we need to bring back Cartman voice. That's the thing. <laughs> is from about 1996 to 2005. That was a fine way to communicate. You know, uh-huh. like that kind of... Doing Cartman voice let the world know that you were a man of stature. You know, you were studied and learned. I felt like I knew a change was coming when the kids stopped doing the Cartman voice and started doing the Anchorman voice. Yeah, uh-huh. it was it was it wasn't a good thing. It was bad for the world. They're pro Iraq War if you were <laughs> doing the Anchorman voice. <laughs> they had weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> That's the narrator voice. <laughs> yeah, Anchorman. not even Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> I hated when people would hit me with Cartman voice and then, yeah. like, wait for me to laugh. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is your personality? This is doing the voice of a fat cartoon child? Cool God, stuff. It must have been hard for all high school, junior high principals and teachers to have to deal with South Park because all of a sudden every single kid is like telling them to suck their balls. You know, like, it must have been, yeah, I would, you were in junior high, I was like a freshman in high school when South Park, like 96. I mean, I was, I was nine was... years old. I wasn't in junior high, grandpa. I forget sometimes <laughs> yeah. that we are five years apart, which right. means we would not have hung out until maybe college. But... I think you would have tried to hang out with me because you were a creep. <laughs> <laughs> you would have groomed me. You didn't know that I was a creep. Yeah, you were a perv. You'd be bumming me Winston cigarettes. Like, hey, you ever seen a truck go fast? <laughs> <laughs> that was my pickup line for a while. You ever see a fast truck? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Remember that truck you had? Wasn't like Pantera stuck in the... Can you only listen to Pantera in your truck? Uh, no, that was a choice. (laughs) (laughs) I think I might have told people. Oh, yeah, the CD's stuck in there. I tried like hell to get it out of there. No, (laughs) but I did want to blast a lot of Pantera. You only blasted Pantera. I think that we had hung out maybe three times and we hadn't said more than four sentences, but we'd listened to that same Pantera album at least. 12 times because you would drive me around or I'd drive you home because you were blackout drunk and gets swearing. you hype it does get you fired up man Pantera Loud is pretty good I used to listen to it on the way to the improv and then I wondered why I would bomb and it's like you brought Pantera energy <laughs> to the suburbs to a giant suburban room yeah where they only know like five the five biggest comics uh-huh. and then they think that they're I like when big comedy fans have listened to the four 
right. highest selling comedian. Like it's so funny the way that like it, you usually don't see that. I don't think with music. Like if you love music, you seek out a lot of at, at least within one or two genres. Right. You dig a little deeper. You look for the stuff that kind of inspired the music you like. Yeah. But if you're a big comedy fan, you're like, man, I fucking love Jim Gaffigan, brother. Yeah. Or there, I like the people who are like, hey, I like uh, I like some of the more far out stuff. I like Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah. Oh, when okay. that's when you started hearing Mitch, yeah, it's like, oh, who. Like, what college campus started yeah. spreading Mitch? Mm-hmm. There was a time when I got brought to... I think uh, it was UC Davis, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's Santa Barbara. The ban- banana slugs were big headheads. San Berdu! Headberg heads. Uh, no, there was a time in, like, probably 06 or something. Again, I was in ninth grade. You so. were 12. <laughs> yeah. You were, get, you were figuring it out. But I, I was fingering it I got, I got brought. I got brought to this, like... Uh, Police station. No, what were those, like, they were kind of <laughs> culty, and they were kind of like business, not the secret, but like kind of, it was like a networking group. Oh, is it that thing that our friend got sucked into by kind that of. brain bitch? Yeah. Kind yeah. of, but like 10 Cornerstone? years before that. But it, but it was, Becker, it was what's a, it called? I, I know, I was just, my brain was going to the same place. Yeah. Cornerstone <laughs> Apartments, our boutique. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gentrified places around town, I don't think it's that. But something. it is something like that. This was something like that. In like 06 in Vegas, and we the first exercise we had to do was write uh, a name on a name tag of somebody that you admired, and then you go around the room and you introduce yourself as that person. I pitched picked Mitch Hedberg because I was a new comic. He had died in 05, I think, and so I just thought oh, I'll get him out. Nobody knew who he was at all. Yeah, everybody else had like Jesus Christ yeah. <laughs> or Gandhi, you know, and it was like, Come Mussolini. On. Yeah, one guy, yeah. Like, Mussolini. Hey, we should have just because he was speaking in Italian doesn't mean he didn't have some great ideas. I think I couldn't tell what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't speak a lick of Italian, but the passion is what I liked. <laughs> I like but no, an, I like an orator. It was just a bunch of people, like, and and I feel like that particular thing was a, a lot of pretty successful people networking and helping each other across like you know real estate versus yeah. a chiropractor or whatever. One and I just has the Beastie Boys written. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm all three Beastie Boys. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He's like, I'm both of the Beastie Boys. Like, there were three. Like. Well, not till later. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna keep talking to you. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, the one guy has the Hamburglar. <laughs> <laughs> he sold more burgers than Ronald. I'll tell you that. You, you need a good villain in order to have the hero shine. Greed is good. <laughs> you were in college, so it was 1988, right? <laughs> As I said, 2006. Gordon Gecko. Yeah, Gordon Gecko. Yeah, greed is good. I think a lot of people heard that, and they're like, I'm just going to use that as my only guiding light for the next 50 years. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That happened, right? I think so. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a stock guy. I am uh, I am technically livestock, actually. You would fetch a pretty solid price on the open market. If they could find a saddle to fit me. Per pound. <laughs> yeah. I can't go to Greeley. Yeah, a bunch of Latinos just, start... just keep following me around and sharpening knives. <laughs> People just start throwing out numbers. Yeah. I'll give you, you 1500 yeah. For what? For the whole thing. Just the farrier service is following me around. <laughs> You're going to need shoes for that thing. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it was just the first of many times where... I tried to, like, connect with people, and they were just not listening. There was uh, this kid, uh, Ian Lyons, and I was friends with his younger brother, Colin. And Ian had a drum set, and he was into, like, really cool music, which at the time was, like, Nine Inch Nails, you know? <laughs> like, sure. blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty good stuff. It's fine stuff, but he had Mitch Hedberg, and he let us listen to his Mitch Hedberg. He had it on, uh, he had an album. Mm-hmm. And we were over there one time, and Colin's parents were gone, and Ian was, like, didn't want to deal with us. So he was like, hey, I got an idea, guys, and he got super stoned. And let two 13-year-olds listen to, like, Mitch Hedberg. And it was pivotal, man. It was definitive. And then later on, his mom was the one who kept gays out of Elizabeth High School. (laughs) Which was insane. Yeah. And I had to make a last stand because I was in student council. And there was, like, uh, we were having a Pride Week thing. And they were like, fuck no. Yeah. Like, so the the city council, the, the, the student council, not the student council, the school board was, like, my friend Bart Christensen's dad, Bart Sr., who couldn't have been more Mormon. He, he, like, wouldn't chew gum because it was a crime against God's will, you know? Like, he, like he wouldn't wear black socks because that was too much, you know? Uh, so, yeah, Bart Christensen and then uh, Marsha Lyons, who I'd grown up with and admired, and her older daughter, Kelly, had him. She was all stacked up, you know? So I loved Kelly, and Ian was the guy who turned me on to Mitch Hedberg, and then I had to yeah. go up in front of these people and be like... 
you know, Bart, I've grown up with you and you're a good man. I was trying to make this weird last stand and I was like, do you stand for hate right now? And Marsha, what would Ian think? What would Kelly think? And they were like, all right, next. <laughs> I like left my, my uh, letter jacket on the pulpit. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. I'm ashamed, you know, and left it up there. That sounds good. Nothing happened. But I didn't did get you, any pussy from it. Either. Did you? Did you? I, get, it, was, it was a big pussy play from the kid, <laughs> and uh, Melanie Piper didn't fall for it. That's for sure. Damn, Melanie Piper, huge ass. All right, it was crazy. That's... I was like an early adopter of, of cheek culture. <laughs> you know, I liked I liked the downstairs pair, <laughs> and man, she she was she was a cheerleader. Right. How about this, fellas? Yeah. We're two, we're two uh, straight guys, and Becker's here. <laughs> uh, how about volleyball shorts? Sure. Holy shit, yeah, right? The seem, volleyball team was where it was at. Dude. It seems like that would not be okay for so You know what I mean? It like, shouldn't be okay. Right. Who's like, designing these shorts? That's a lot, and yeah, not really necessary. How'd that pitch happen? Sport. Hey. We got a bunch of eighth grade girls, <laughs> and they have to play volleyball. You know what? They can't have any material less than three inches from their vagina. Yeah, let's give them no- let's give them nowhere to hide. Yeah, the only way to be good at volleyball is to have pronounced ass. Yeah, when you're 12 years old. Right, and yeah, the ba- it's not like the you know basketball shorts were basketball shorts, and then yeah. volleyball had just. Yeah, they have too, knee pads on, but basketball shorts little. only became basketball shorts like in our childhood. They were shorter initially. Yeah, they were very they short. were shorter. John Stockton, but Jordan yeah, had his way sure, until black guys were... started playing the game because <laughs> then they needed longer shorts. You know. Oh right, yeah. or else they yeah they'd they'd be NC seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was hanging one past his knee. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah, it is. Muggsy Bowes used to swing from Shaft's dick. <laughs> yeah. It was too. <laughs> it was a health hazard. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he was like Diddy yeah. Kong dangling off Grandmama's hog. That's why the Hornets ruled. Yeah, they were the team. Yep. But anyway, volleyball shorts. Oof. We got it. We got to do we, a fucking. We need a congressional hearing on whoever designed volleyball shorts. Yeah, come on. It's Epstein Industries. Cover it up. Let's let let's let let's let these kids have their innocence for a few more years. We don't need. First of all, we don't need to sexualize young women that way. Second of all, fourteen-year-old boys don't need to be any hornier. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah. I think volleyball shorts are why every school shooting has happened. Uh, they're just so worked they're all, up. They're always after the last volleyball game of the season, <laughs> and all the all the dudes are like, "What do we do now?" Like, I think I'm going to make a statement. <laughs> Year-round volleyball, or else everybody gets it. Also, imagine being the father of a volleyball girl. Yeah. And you got to go there, and all these girls that you've known forever are coming over sleepovers growing up, and then all of a sudden, you notice Jamie Sullivan's got a rockin' badonkadonk. <laughs> it's brutal! Yeah. They should ID every dad. And make sure They should do like a, you should have to like identify yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no parents allowed in the stands. Yeah. You can support from home. Uh-huh. Live stream it. Ask how the game, well, no, we don't, I don't think we want that. No, I think <laughs> we do. It's monetized. <laughs> we'll have to get an onion router. Anyway, volleyball shorts, man. God bless them, but also shut them down. Yeah, let's... <laughs> There's got to be something else that we could agree on uh, for, for a better choice for the, the younger athletes right. out there. Yeah. I mean, in college? Sure. Dump awesome. them out. Dump them, man. You're an adult. Volleyball, volleyball women? They're all like six foot three? It's a real, it's a real hard uh, thing to understand when you're a little kid. You're watching your cousins play volleyball, and you're like, why am I fucking sitting in a puddle right now? Because <laughs> I was always coming in my pants, as fans of the show know. Yeah, deep cut from episode one. Yeah. You were blasting, regardless of stimuli or surroundings. Yeah, I'd see, like, I'd go to the butterfly pavilion, just nut in my pants. <laughs> it had nothing to do with hooters or, or, or dumpers. <laughs> Real sticky time. Yeah, one I I feel like it's weird when you're past 14, 15, 16 and you're still very horny. Like what why? <laughs> well, yeah, but you're not a very horny guy. I was I have been horny, but then there, I just think it's insane. <laughs> There's been reports of me being horny. <laughs> you, you ask 100 people has he ever been horny, half of them are going to say yes, I could say without a doubt. I saw him. He was horned up. But the other half are going to be like, "Nah, I thought maybe he had his dick chopped off in some kind of accident." <laughs> yeah. Or you know, he maybe was, like a, feeding geese a botched... and the bread got too close to his ween. <laughs> yes. A botched circumcision 
circumcision. Uh, yeah, a donation of a penis to a fellow classmate in yeah. need or something. He is very generous. No, but just the idea of continuing to be very horny. Yeah, it's a weird And not be fulfilled by other things like a passion or uh, helping people, you yeah. know, like your work, whatever it is. Uh, to just still chase ass constantly, I don't get it. Like that's a mental disorder to me. Like when it, because so you're saying horniness having, is having an a... acceptable way that you can also like ruin your life or other people's lives. Like get it under control. Yeah, you're Why, allowed you're... to be a sex addict. Right. Like yeah, you can get. I mean, just I know being that horny that can... now is in like the uh, you know the fucking DSM or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, the DSM classifies anything or can classify things as a as a disorder or disease if it affects your daily life, if it interferes with your ability to live like a normal life. And I would, yeah. So I mean, I think you can. So have that, doesn't a that real... mean procrastinating or being late to stuff should be in the DSM? I, just wanting to spill it should not be in, you know, the halls of science. I think this it, guy needs to spill. Okay, well, let's fucking get a bunch of psychologists together and study him. Yeah. Well, the guy makes news. I think that it can get into a disorder where you're mentally, you don't want to be horny and you don't want to pursue sex as much as you are but you feel a compulsion and that can be bad or, or need to be treated but then i think there is beneath that where there's just like the horny person or the person who's all about sex all the time it's like yeah it's healthy up to a point yeah and then i don't think it is being horny is gross once you're not 17 i guess 22 is the last year you're allowed to be publicly horny or 25, you, should... you can rent a car, you can put, put that dick away. <laughs> yeah, you need to, like, hand in your horny license. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you should be a card-carrying member of the horny community until you're 25. And then you have to, like, learn how to do needlepoint or, like, start working on miniatures instead of, you know, hounding scoos down at the Buffalo Wild yeah. Wings. <laughs> just, just, well, and, and obviously there's, there's a lot, there, it's a spectrum, and so there's not, like, a line, and if you cross that line, you're a perv or you're, you're a monster. But man, it can get confusing because some people are not on that level, and then if somebody comes along that's just all about it, right. then you have two very different people. That... When you throw a horny guy into a non-horny crew, yeah. that guy's not going to make it very long. Or, like If you have those groups of guys that are going out together being uh. horny, like that's not leading to uh. anybody getting laid. Yeah, HIVs, just... horny in public. <laughs> they're, just, just, they're just like a mass of like eight guys. That just travel around all trying to get laid? They call what are that you a, doing? They call that a quagmire. <laughs> a shagmire. <laughs> they're just, like, constantly bumping dicks because they're all, like, tripping over each other. Yeah, and they're also, it's like, confusing. always communicating how horny they are to each other. Like, yes. man, I'd like to be horny with her. Uh, well, we gotta get laid tonight. Yeah, brother, all right. We gotta put it in. It's oh, like, yeah. That's, like, two seconds, and then it's over, and then you... Well, let's not be insane. <laughs> well, once you get good at it, it's, like, ten seconds. But... No, I'm saying sometimes you don't even get it in. You just nut. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Two you. seconds would rule. <laughs> I like. I've had incidents where I'm pulling, I'm zi- unzipping my fly, and then I it looks like I sneezed in my hand. <laughs> there was That's a woman. The there worst. was a woman that you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Who was way out of my league, and it always was very confusing, and it made you lose your belief in God <laughs> as to why she would entertain my hog at all. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was a bit of a debacle. Right. Yeah. You you were I driven have, insane by the well, by yeah, the situation. I was so horny for her that I risked. My, Everything. <laughs> I like. Uh, I would have committed acts of treason. I was so horny for this person. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there was a time where you bought an American flag that you were going to light on fire was, in order yeah. to impress her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I get that, but there's also just the the constant. Like at least that was a particular person that you had a connection with, and then so that made sense to a degree but then there's well just I, had, I had two just... connections with <laughs> the there's left one and the right one these two guys these <laughs> these types of guys that are I don't know that just I guess when it gets into like power dynamics and shit or a, having it be a sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. it just gets gross quick oh yeah I don't like it no I don't I mean I don't think anyone should First of all, the word horny sucks. Yeah. Chris Sharpentier has, like, a fucking aversion to the word horny. He hates it. Yeah, you would say horny around him, and he'd go, and throw up. <laughs> like, oh, good, I'm glad I've made you all that baby food. He had to leave the room. I'm glad I was at the blender fucking putting <laughs> liver and carrots in that <laughs> blender all morning. <laughs> Because he's a child, you know. 
Chris Charpentier, four foot two. No teeth. No teeth, yeah. Two Gut, tongues. Gumming it. <laughs> gumming it. That's a good name for an album. <laughs> but I think that there's a lot of, like, machismo and, like, masculine identity attached to the idea of being horny. Like, you need to be outwardly horny so people know that you're cool or you're with it, you know? That's it, yeah. It's a societal, like, almost every show or movie centers on... Pursuing sex is normal. Not having sex, uh, you know, at least a few times a week is bad. And it's like, man, there's so many people that are very happy and they're not constantly trying to get laid. It's just, I think it's like a, it's like a, a arrested development kind of a thing. Arrested, like immature thing. If well, yeah, you can't because when you were 16 beyond. and you were getting laid, that made you a cool person. So yeah. then you're fucking 33 and you're still the guy who's trying to get laid, and people are like, I own a house. Yeah. Like, what? Go to the dentist. Well, and, yeah, I guess I, I also should realize that, like, I got lucky because I was able to have sex and have girlfriends pretty regularly. Oh, so yeah, I, you were horny. No, no, no. There was a time in your life well, when yeah, you no, were not a pair of walking balls, and I'm, your eyes were closed <laughs> to any kind of other sensual experience besides... Oh! No, I think, like we said in the last episode... A lot of our uh, attractiveness to people was that we weren't out there uh, constantly trying to. No, but I'm saying you were throwing women. up from your south mouth a lot. Yeah, well, you were nothing. Yes, but yes, I'm but, saying okay. Congressional when hearing when it's not your when it's not your like driving thing, and you're like we were we were pursuing stand up. That's attractive. So that's part of it too. Like the guys that are so horny and so aggressive or confident, overly confident in their pursuits. A lot of those guys don't get laid. No. And it's because they're, they're, or like they watched that fucking, what was that guy? Uh, the game. The, no, who was, was it? Pickup artist? The pickup artist. Yeah. And the Magic guy's name was like Blizzard. And, uh, the main guy was like Abracadabra or something yeah. insane. Dr. Quiz. <laughs> Mysterio. <laughs> like Ray Mysterio Sr. actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That guy, like, he, his whole thing was like whole... wear hats like Jamiroquai. Yeah. That was like his main thing. Like, like have need... a magic trick ready to go. <laughs> yeah, be and mean he, to them. I think he introduced negging. Yeah, and guys were like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to do that forever," even though women are going to constantly shoot it down. Well, I think a <laughs> lot of people misunderstood the word negging, and they were stoked because <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Okay, I can get behind this, brother." Wait, so you just <laughs> constantly harass someone and like, no, 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 not nagging. You, you're we're supposed to be nagging. And yeah, the racists were like, I heard something else. They're like, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Like, it wasn't it. that. No. <laughs> but yeah, for that to be like the enduring That defined nineties uh, culture. Yeah, but it like but it but it uh it, it stuck around past that and guys will still have that in their head. Like the Fedora guys that oh. are like no real personality, but they throw a fedora on and they think if they're like kind of aloof yeah. at a bar and kind of half pay attention to what the woman is saying that they're gonna like that. Right. It's like that is like such a specific type of uh, woman that you wouldn't really get a lot or meet at the out bar. Of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're the guy with a fedora on reading at the bar. First of all, you should be against the wall when the revolution comes. We need, to, we need to spill your blood so the tree of liberty can grow from it. But uh, so the kids also, feel free. You're expecting this like kind of like quiet, shy woman to approach you and be like, "Oh, wow, you're 28 and reading Catcher in the Rye in public. I want to start a life with you." Yeah. The whole manic pixie dream girl thing poisoned a lot of people. Yeah. Which is sucks because those those women, the ones that do fit that archetype, will suck you dry. <laughs> you know what I mean, brothers? Come on, let's uh -huh. uh, let's call a spade a spade. You know, I'm, there was a couple of guys talking around the old swamp cooler down here. <laughs> I mean, it was cool to because like I I I love my wife. I want to be with my wife until. You know, I die way before her. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Before I widow her at a very young age. <laughs> and then she wears the psychic scars of loving a man uh, for the rest of her life. But, uh, you know, you still have these ideas. I'll, I'll go to Sprouts up in Fort Collins. It's, you know, not bra there's no one's wearing a bra anymore because uh, mm. the CDC said that's how you fight COVID. Take the power back. Well, D so it's like, them. have I ever wanted to buy an artichoke? No. But it's right across from this woman who <laughs> happens to be perusing the, uh, the the cherry tomatoes. I'll take a gander, mm -hmm. you know. I'll do a, I'll do a lap. Yeah, that's probably that bet's not good. That's bad, right? That's like. Oh uh, well, I 
I don't know. I think I'm never going to talk to this woman. Right. But if I see a pair of cut off shorts that are really riding high go down the milk aisle, I'm probably going to see if they have any non dairy creamer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I. What sucks is that I think a lot of people don't don't think of where the the. It's almost like a compromise. Like, yeah, you're, you probably shouldn't look at all. But if you look, you check out a, a young woman who's attractive in a public space, and you leave her alone, right? You, and you walk away, and you—that's what you I'm never saying. I don't always her. walk away. <laughs> I'm saying I'll, I'll catch her. I'll you know I'll clock this gal, yeah, and then I'll be like, oh, okay, looks like they're looking. Uh, they're over there in the sushi. I'm, I I could I could go for some sushi. You know, I already ate a whole pumpkin before I got there, or whatever. <laughs> So it's like I. It's just we need to. I need to know is that bad? What I'm. What I'm doing. I was taking a lap. Is right, what, let's no. call it that. Well, I would say it would only. It only starts to get weird if she notices you. So she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. They never see me. You're so. You're so incognito. Yeah. Six six. Three hundred pounds. Underwear coming out of your short shorts. No, I know what Breathing you're saying. Breathing heavy. There's a different fresh th- nut dripping down my legs. And I think I think that there's uh, the the problem is that when guys think that they're the main character right. of the story of life, mm-hmm. then they think of that person as a <clears throat> as as a small part of their you know main story and so they can do what they want and it's justified and that's not true because nobody is the main character right that, that level of narf- narcissism where you use the term npc oh my god i know I, that gets you fired up it gets me fired i up too. hate it i hate it so much fuck you man mm-hmm. and that is uh, a problem here everybody i think uh, a lot of people used to feel like we were all on one show called america and everybody had a little you know, uh, supporting role, and all you could do was try to do a good job in your role, and right. and, and, and and know and your not role, be the and you, shut your damn mouth. Know your role, shut your mouth, and yeah. then all of a sudden, everybody smell what people are cooking. Everybody was <laughs> everybody but the Rock was a supporting character to the Rock, <laughs> and then everybody was like, "Wait, what if I was the Rock?" And was like, "Wait, I am the Rock. <laughs> I'm just I have every right to yeah. be as popular." Yeah, and then the, some people thought they were the movie The Rock. <laughs> yeah, that, that got confusing. Yeah, like my Nicholas Cage. Sean Connery. I'm Alcatraz. <laughs> I'm the poison. I'm the I'm the institution. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, that's when it got bad. Like everybody trying to be the star of the show, and then not caring about the people around them because they are not the the main person or the the best friend. Like you have your little circle. Right. Like I'm so sick of people that will think that they sound smart and justified and that the, it's like the end of the conversation if they say, hey man, I just gotta take care of my family. That's what I have to do. Right. I have to put food on the table for my family and mm-hmm. protect my... My friends gotta protect my wife, gotta protect my kid. And that's yeah. all that really matters, man. What they're saying is... You can is, say whatever the fuck you want to me. <laughs> yeah, they say that right? too. Yeah, you can cut my fucking head off. I don't yeah. care. Uh, you can literally you... put your whole fist inside my ass <laughs> and tie my moment, collar into a knot. The moment that you call my wife a bitch... <laughs> But yeah, th- what they're saying is, I only want to have to care about four to seven people, yeah. and everybody else can get fucked. That's what, why we're where we're at in a lot of ways. I think is that well, yeah, man, lack of compassion, lack of community. Come less. on, we're all on the same show, and it sucks when everybody's trying to get a spinoff at the same time because it's not how anything works. Well, I also think that we're not on a show, and the show's canceled, and the TV's unplugged, and everyone's eyes been cut out of their head. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's yeah. any. I think the radio waves are dead. You know, yeah. I'm so. I just think that nothing has meaning. So it's beautiful because we get to give meaning to things that are important, like this right now. You know, hanging out with Becker, looking you in the eyes for an hour. Well, yeah, that's that is true. I have always liked the, but that that gets confusing to people too because when you say nothing matters, it's supposed to be freeing, and some people go the other way and think of it as, oh, that means that we all can be as ev- as terrible as we want. Right, there's no repercussions. Yes, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. If if there's no God or heaven, then then there's no prize. So we should all just cheat at this at 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 existing. Right. And there's no rules. And man, that is that's not true. Like mm-hmm. that's completely disastrous. There has to be what and what it is is it's hard to do the to go the other way and, and care at least a little about everybody. It's well, exhausting. If, if nothing but matters, you get to assign meaning. That's the that's beauty what, that's of what nihilist philosophy. Sh- that's what people need to realize. Yeah, yeah. it's like there is just... no inherent meaning to anything. 
So that means you get to pick and choose the shit that you actually think matters to you. Yeah. Not that I'm a fucking, you know, Nietzsche scholar, or even know how to say the guy's name. You know, Nietzsche-Kichki. Uh, <laughs> I think you ni- pronounce every uh, consonant and vowel separately. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking have a mental breakdown when I see a guy beating a horse. I'm gonna join in. I'd love to beat a horse. That's what you get out of it. That's what I learned. Hey, everybody gets to beat a horse now because it doesn't matter. I'm a preeminent Nietzsche scholar, and all I really know is that uh, if he just would have fucking taken his gloves off and given that horse a little one-two, he'd been fine. <laughs> His brain wouldn't have shattered. He wouldn't be living with Rick James in Bermuda. <laughs> He's still alive. He's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Tupac are working on a new album. Everybody just goes down there. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's it, 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 little simple things are the most true things. And I think some people hear simple things. And they're like, yeah, no, that's not it. Like, they, you know what I do man, think is it though? A those are enduring. Plan. Those are enduring. Whenever I hear a simple plan, I'm like, this shit rips. They were Turn the it worst. Up. They <laughs> yeah. were, but weren't they the worst? They were terrible. When everything was pretty bad, and then they came along <laughs> and were worse than. They were worse than Good Charlotte. They were worse than. <laughs> Which eh. is hard to do. Yeah, Good when, Charlotte when, was annoying. When but you make some forty-one look like Beethoven, <laughs> like they rock and roll. Yeah, dude. Simple plan. I hated them. Like when I liked. All Almost all that other pop You have a punk terrible stuff. taste in music. I grew up on the with the radio, yeah. and so I was a complete moron until I met right. you, basically. You unironically love Chevelle. I still will argue for Chevelle. <laughs> yeah, big guitars, To man. a certain extent. That's you, what I say every time. Literally every time. Big guitar. And then, I, and then I act like I'm playing a giant guitar, yeah. and you're like, that's you're talking about the sound, not the actual instrument. And I'm like, hey, I'm already in there. Yeah, it looks like you're playing a cello, <laughs> but you're holding it up. Oh, yeah, I'm thumbing. I'm, I'm fieldy style over here. I'm in corn. Yeah, I liked corn and Chevelle, yeah. and, and then and that's fine. somehow still made friends. Yeah, but well, it was easy. You were in fucking Vegas, that godless tomb. But yeah, the fact that you don't like a simple plan means that they are terrible. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah, that's what. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that you, what, what I was trying to say, a complete idiot, yes. in dimwit, a pop, an uncultured radio pig of a moron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The three chords and the yeah the you know the chorus being repeated seven times. I was yeah. all about it. Yeah. And then simple plan. I was like, wait, no, but the, we've gone too far. Right. The, what have what have we done? What half man rot? <laughs> How did why, we get to here? This is why we need God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is why we need to start saying the Pledge of Allegiance in school. This is because of fucking the simple plan made it to the top of the chart. <laughs> yeah, that was a dark. That was a dark time. Yeah, but I think music. Is, I think popular music has always been shitty. We just look back at it through like rose-colored glasses. Like if you look at yeah. music now, it's all made in a laboratory by like the CIA. <laughs> to, you know, kind of fucking Manchurian candidate their way into the minds of children. Music sucks. Yeah. Well, I think part of the problem is that when it got so big, when the, when the money became so ridiculous, then there wasn't even, like, the trusted talent scouts that would go and, like, hear bands in L.A. Snapping their fingers. Yeah. And our guys. Oh, wow, this really, this Chomp, really grew. Chomping on a big stogie. Yeah. And they're like, wait a minute, this is, this is the new sound that mm-hmm. the kids need. <laughs> no, they just got to a point, I'm sure, in, like, the <laughs> 70s or something, where all of a sudden, instead of bands that were really talented being plucked for their uniqueness and then that sound being you know broadcast you had it was like reverse engineering where there was a sound right. that was being sought well, because they, it was proven to yeah. sell and then bands copied that previously you know established sound right. and then the the talent agents were were looking for specific uh you know the right sound that was going to sell and they weren't taking as many chances on bands that was not helpful for no. anything. And, and also, music doesn't cycle. exist anymore. You just have to sell merch and tour because all yeah. music is free. Yeah. Which is awesome but insane that we've come that far in like 10 years. You know what I mean? I guess 20 years. Right. But, yeah, but yeah it really did completely. Uh, <laughs> it's to your change. point earlier about how much it must have sucked to be a teacher when South Park was popping. <laughs> yeah. It's funny to think that like they thought like Great Balls of Fire would end society as yeah. we knew it, you yeah. know, and like. Kids Elvis. would be fucking in the street and like burning down churches. Yeah, and really, it was South Park. <laughs> South Park almost tore us straight from the frame. Yeah, we almost killed our parents. But those kids, <laughs> we just all revolt. 
<laughs> and kill anybody all, over 35. We're all just <laughs> watching our parents sleep holding a pillow. <laughs> yeah. Did I do that? Or whatever. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Urkel got in there. <laughs> Urkel was the Urkel was the first like little earworm. He was the precipitant. To l- listening to somebody that wasn't uh, he was the 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 antithesis of the Carl Winslow father figure police officer right, yeah, authority. standard authority yeah mm-hmm. and then Urkel was like fuck that yeah <laughs> Laura I want to finger you <laughs> Carl's like not in my house <laughs> pulls his gun out <laughs> you got three steps to the door young man <laughs> that's how Family Matters ended actually <laughs> Carl walked Carl. in on Urkel raping Laura oh. and, he, and he shot him in the back of the head <laughs> Yeah, real dark, real dark turn. Well, that was when NYPD Blue was big, and ABC was trying to reinvent themselves they didn't before know how to Disney keep bought up. them. Yeah. yeah, they weren't sure what to do, and they're like, "Let's go dark." Let's go dark, man. Yeah, <sighs> nihilistic. <laughs> well, see, I don't think that's good. Good, good job taking a stand. I, I didn't like that. <laughs> this made-up thing that I'm trying to say happened. Uh, I don't remember how it ended, but uh, I don't think it was. I don't think it was that dark. No, I don't. I, <laughs> I think, think Urkel. I think, I think Urkel mailed a, a mailed a bomb to somebody. Yeah, and it didn't go off. There yeah. were some shenanigans. He like forgot to you know forgot to glue one of the corners shut, and so <laughs> he it, didn't put enough stamps on it. Yeah, so it didn't. And it got returned to Urkel's house and exploded in his hands. <laughs> and his last oh, words were, "I did that." Yeah. <laughs> I, this blood is on my hands. <laughs> I, in fact, did that. <laughs> Turns out I did that. Anyway, yeah. Family the... Matters sucked. You no, know, it didn't. It was good. It what? sucked. You know what was cool? Step by Step. Remember that chick in Step by Step, the blonde? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, mama. The brunette girl was also very pretty. Mm-hmm. And Susan... It's not Sarandon. Susan Summers was in it? Yeah. Right? Mark she Summers' the, is Was wife? she the mom? Mark Summers' yeah. wife. Uh, the family double there. The thigh master yeah. herself. She was the mom, I think. That sounds right. And yeah. also the kid from Patrick Kickboxer Duffy. was in it. And he was like stupid but yeah. cool. The he dude. Was a role model for all. He of lived us. in his van, and we were like, "Wait, you can do that?" And our yeah. parents were like, "No, uh-uh. that is not a way that people live. No, no, no. You have to go to college and yeah. do what everybody tells you to do. Exactly. And get a good job, and then hate everyone around you for your circumstances. <laughs> you need to turn twenty-two and be one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. Build build the cage around you and be happy about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learn to love." Of the cage. Yeah, the cage is there to protect you <laughs> yeah. from the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all Ooh, of... Urkel. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was code. Uh-huh. Yeah, the dog whistle from Lund over there. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying from ABC. I there, see what you're saying, there, brother. There were some structures being put in place by big, big TV, big uh, TGIF. <laughs> it's insane that like, uh... thank God it's feudalism. <laughs> We need to go back to feudalism, I think. Mm, I light feudalism answer. is yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if, light, light fraudage. <laughs> <laughs> frottage. Isn't, isn't frottage where you like rub up against ladies on the subway? You get off on rubbing up against people. It's called the Japanese against, disease. E- without them knowing and definitely without them consenting. Japanese love it. Why is it a French word? I think, well, the French are into some stuff too. Yeah, I know, but the Japanese Except have to for, have their own train cars for women. So Did Uncle I? Nasty won't hop on there and, <laughs> you know, get a little too close. <laughs> I don't like fraudage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. With all the with all the different things that can get you going, just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to slide in between these two people and say, excuse me, and then later I'm going to jerk off to that. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh-huh. what? Okay, yeah. well. Well, also, though, when okay. you're early on in your career of being a horny kid... Hitting the back of the wrist to a tit? <laughs> Ooh, boy. Yeah. That one got me through a lot of tough nights. <laughs> Old Heidi Hartman, he'd bump into her next to me. She was a locker buddy next to me, and I'd like always make sure I'd swung a little wider than I needed to. And That's terrible. That's I know. not good. I know. I'm, duh. It's 13. You love it. I don't love it. You're trying to get me to excuse it. <laughs> no, I'm, I was just saying that you, when you're trying to figure out what reality is and you're testing the boundaries, you might... You might hit the back of your hand against a couple of fat ones. Uh, yeah, I guess. When you're 13, when you're a boy? That's, uh, yeah, but we're trying to say that's not good, and so you don't want to excuse it. I think That's what everybody does. Fraudage is bad. Everyone does do that. No. Yeah, you never, you never toppled the shoulder into uh, Kayla Stewart? No, I don't know any of these people (laughs) because we're five years different, we grew up... A thousand miles apart. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I, I, I was types. terrified. I was terrified of anything like that. 
So I would always have a crush on. I was uh, Kevin from the Wonder Years, which it, you think is Marilyn fine. Manson's friend? Yeah, you <laughs> think you think it's fine uh, to like be. You're the main character, and you have a crush, and it's innocent, but you're really kind of creepy, but you don't realize it. I was kind of like that, and then or like if I were rejected, I would like hate that girl and take it so personally. Mm-hmm. Ugh, what a nightmare! Anybody that wants to go back to a younger time, no, I no. do not usually like those people mm. because you're basically saying all those mistakes or you know the simplicity is attractive it's like man but you, you've learned so much you've grown you're a better ideally people get better yeah overall at being people and so you're wanting to go back to when you were like you're saying you're a little monster and you're oh, trying you're to get away id. with you're crawling around you're trying you're to get away scum. with little things yeah I, I don't miss any of that because it's just well, I like i think you're testing how far things can go I don't know if you're trying to get away with it. You're trying to figure out where the borders are on this map that you're making in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, well, like, it's, it's and it's very so yeah. It's very uh, frustrating, confusing, and also your brain isn't developed, no. and you're pretty much a chimpanzee. Yeah. When a when a straight man, and I don't, I can't speak to the gay experience. I'm sure it's horny and dangerous for them too. But when you're fucking from the day you get your first first pu- pube. Until, let's say, your brain forms at 35 or whatever. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's, but there's a lot of... your teen years, yeah. when you're a kid, let's say 12 to 21, you're a fucking ape. Yeah. I remember we were playing basketball outside uh, when I was in, like, seventh grade, and Heather Rusk flashed us. And Whoa. two seconds later, people were fist fighting. <laughs> it was insane. Because somebody wanted to have the flashing be for them specifically. I don't know. Or- Jose Quintana jumped on J.R. Harris's back immediately. Fucking people were getting slugged in the stomach. It just turned us into, like, you know, lesser primates, man. It was insane <laughs> yeah. how quickly we reverted There's a at South just Park the whisper of a tit. <laughs> oh, is there? Well, You see? remember that one? No. <laughs> they I start didn't... drawing. They start, like, the girls get boobs, and the guys all turn into, like, cavemen, and they start drawing. I don't drawing. watch South Park. Man. Well, this is an old one that we that I thought maybe when you would When you say seen. old one, was that, what, 15 years ago? or It's been on for, like, 38 years, right? I know, yeah. It was probably from, like, 15 years ago. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, they start, like, drawing pictures of crude drawings of boobs on their walls like cavemen did. Right. Nice. Yeah, and so I, yeah, it is true that there's there's an animalistic urge. It went from teamwork, and, we're passing the ball around, yeah. running the triangle offense, <laughs> setting picks, bounce passes, <laughs> to just like mutiny on the bounty, dude. Blood in yeah. the blood in the water. Right. Yeah, you don't know what you're about to get into, and so yeah, it's uncharted waters. Yeah, and you don't know why you don't know why you feel this way. You don't know what to do with it. I feel like you have the idea that you're going to take your hard penis, your engorged rod. And shove it in her dumpling purse. Like that's not that doesn't at all manifest to you. You just know that you need something. And you don't know what it something is. Something is happening with yeah with the unconscious and yeah. with the, the biological. bird comes on in your brain. When I spin fisting. When I think of being young and the insanity, you just reminded me of a time when I was in eighth grade, and a kid in gym. A kid peed on me in the shower. Yeah, great story. What the fuck? I like, love it. I had to. I wrote about uh, Amber Tozer wrote her book Sober Stick Figure, and then me and Timmy needed to write a, 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 a quick story about growing up or whatever in stick figure form. And I did mine about bullying. And I revisit this time where this kid Lamar Stuckey was like, you know, in the middle of puberty. He had he had the growth spurt. He was looked like a young man instead yeah. of a kid. Athletic, you know, he was super talented. So he's just like the star of our grade in a lot of ways. And you were still the baby and I'm a little, dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm protozoan and, you know, prehensile. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm like figuring out how to feed myself. Yeah. And so, yeah, just such a big difference in... But we're the same age. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I guess because I was still, like, the new kid, because I moved from Chicago suburbs to Henderson, Nevada, uh, the summer before seventh grade. So it might have even been seventh grade. But for whatever reason, yeah, I'm still, like, getting teased now and then. And, yeah, I'm, like, 5'2", you know, right. just nothing. And, yeah, we had showers and we showered, and then as we're getting changed, Lamar is like telling everybody, "Hey, man, I just, I just pissed on Nate's leg." Don't do the voice. I just, hey, I'm trying to. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you know what his race was, but he just starts telling everybody that he peed on me yeah. on my foot in the shower. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
not really that crazy of a thing. It's not a big deal at all. Except it it's is. Pretty cool. the, the messaging is terrible, <laughs> but the actual thing is like, yeah, I didn't notice. It was instantly gone. Yeah. But man, what a mind fuck to have to deal with that. Because that's like a prison move. That's like a domination thing. Oh, yeah. It's animalistic. It's a weird... It's brain. And that's what these... Our kid, what our minds are when we're all bumping into each other in Stucky marked his grade. territory on your leg. Man. And when we... In wrestling in high school, we yeah. used to pee at each other all the time. And it was like kind Not of... Not in the shower. Not in the shower, no. You know, in its first period. Oh, God. You just walk into Mr. Blackham's class and... Let's hang down. a rope on your buddy's shoulder. <laughs> Yikes. No, we used to pee each other in the shower all the time. In the shower. But yeah, as a joke, but your friends, it's like, it's like a you're getting closer together, or were you were you picking someone to, Cameron to ostracize? <laughs> you all peed on him, yeah. and, he, and, it, was and not a, like, yeah. it wasn't a fun thing. No, he was oh, like, he tried rules. to own it. Yeah, exactly. Man, I did not own it. I could not play it <laughs> off. And because he was so, like I say, he was like going through puberty, I couldn't step up to him at all but then there was like this little turd rat face kid yeah. that was laughing and I tried to fight him of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> instead yeah trickle down economics yes. <laughs> trickle down bullying yeah, is what I got trickled down from Lamar I was trickled upon <laughs> yeah. and then I needed yeah I needed to, to release that to transfer that energy onto someone else oh yeah so yeah I pick a, an even bigger like little turd than me <laughs> right and we start like shoving each other we're not even like hitting each other <laughs> yeah because I didn't want to get in trouble. It those was so kids, stupid. Those kids that hit puberty early, they should, they should not be allowed. They should have their children. own... Right. They should have to like get a job. Exactly. Well, they do be... have jobs, too. <laughs> like I remember in like sixth grade, we were changing for a basketball game. It was, like, I think it was fifth grade, actually, because I wasn't in middle school yet. Chris White is changing... He has fucking chest hair and leg hair. <laughs> a gold medallion. Yeah. yeah. Or a Roth IRA. <laughs> <laughs> Stars and An bars internship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <a> bachelorette <laughs> yeah. of science. He was insane. I remember looking at his hairy legs and being like, Whoa. you know I came. No, but... <laughs> and also, I remember Andy Quinn had like his own snowplow job when he was like 13. He was already driving a plow. Like He wouldn't Whoa. come to school because he'd be plowing. That's crazy. Somehow he became... I talked about this on AFE. There's those kids that get jobs earlier, and they're somehow anti-Semitic at, like, 14. You know what I mean? Where, like, they already, They're like, working hard, but then they don't like that Jewish people also they just have, hear, like, a working hard aesthetic or whatever. It's just like, how did you pick up on anti-Semitism when you're 14 years old? Oh, uh, okay, yeah. From the co-workers? That co-workers. Are, that it's also don't know dudes. a Jewish person. South but they, Park. Yeah. South Park, thank you. <laughs> yep. Let's blame them. <laughs> Tear, raise them up and tear them down. So, guys, if you want to support Chubby Behemoth, uh, you can buy our T-shirts at samtalent.com, the FBI one, fat boob enthusiast. <laughs> FBI. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's on purpose. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's part of the fun. <laughs> it's, it's irreverent. <laughs> we got half off because we acted like we sent a, the correct spelling and they fucked up. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a grift. You know what was fun in the group chat that we have? Mm-hmm. Where I sent you the Pantera song, Reimagined? Yeah. That was fun. That was dumb. I think we should sing it on the pod. No. No? All right. Well. No, let's be better. <laughs> let's be better. Let's be better. We we, can, we need to re, we need to return. Well, guys, just do the math in your head. You know, there's a song that's like, re dun 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 spect Now, find another word that starts with re, <laughs> and instead of saying spect, say that other, the second part of that word, and that's a fun way to have, to have some fun. <laughs> Yeah, when when you're still trying to recapture your glory days of your youth, <laughs> peeing on when you can Rowe. say whatever you want, <laughs> yeah. uh, before the walls fell. <laughs> What's the 89, thing? Is that what you're talking about? The Berlin yeah. Wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ceausescu were, was king. You, it, yeah, that <laughs> that had an had an effect on you, I'm sure. I remember my mom crying. <laughs> you know, she was like, "This is it. The, the communists, communists are going to get us." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, look, we're having fun on this cast. Here's the thing, guys. Just because you're goofing doesn't mean you're a bad guy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so don't come at me. <laughs> yeah, that's what this podcast should be, is us saying, defending freedom of speech, <laughs> yeah. because those guys are all very cool. <laughs> Free speech warriors? Yeah, the oh, ones that want to be able to say whatever they want. I I hate that. We, we've talked about this before. We're like, yes, there's something fun... About saying inappropriate things with trusted I friends. I don't agree with you. But Shut up. <laughs> you say everything that, that you think is so funny. And it's only funny because there's 
an understanding with the in the group yeah that this is not who you are the, saying something inappropriate is funny and harmless if it doesn't if it isn't being you know broadcast or endorsed or if it's not a pattern where you're constantly doing that and making fun of everybody that's different from you so there's yeah there, there's a way that you can Say stuff and have it be fun, but in general, I think we're all trying to be better about that. I don't stuff. have any idea what you're talking about. Okay, and I've never said any negative stuff about anyone or been naughty in a group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Andrew Polk definitely don't have a text thread that would uh, cancel everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying there's we're a- like I have some chat uh, groups online where. You, it's like, you know, the nuclear, uh, you have to have the key. Each yeah. person has the key. That's yeah. how it is. Like, we each of us have to delete these threads on both ends and then throw our phones in the river. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying Because we're just talking shit about every comedian talk ever. Talk some shit or whatever, make fun of somebody, but it, it's okay if it's not leading to further harm, if it's just a couple people who are close that are letting off steam or whatever, there's a difference between then... Uh, constantly shitting on people publicly and going after people—that's not helpful or good. No, yeah, having four of your trusted allies and just goofing around is fine. Same with, uh, yeah, if you're talking about somebody being attractive, <laughs> hot, whatever, it's harmless until you start treating women poorly or right. you know commenting on women's. God, the the way that any public female figure gets a you know judged, attacked, commented, ugh. It's exhausting, and I I can't believe... Like we were saying earlier, when you're younger, there's a certain... Uh, horny. Pleasure. Well, yeah, you're horny, <laughs> but also, like, you were saying, like, the idea of, like, playing with right and wrong, uh, you get, like... And, and we had to uh, come uh, of age with the internet, which made everything, you know, just so different. We're all more connected, but we're also more separated because, you know, you're, you're not having in-person interactions as much if you want the entire smash mouth discography you can go to limewire and have it in 72 hours <laughs> right you know? yeah. yeah yeah so yeah if we you wanted to get 10 cds you get them for a penny yeah that's when yeah that was when i was growing up yeah and then all of a sudden yeah the game changed mm-hmm. and everything was at your fingertips i was gonna say there's i understand the uh base desire of being anonymously mean being cruel online like youtube comments whatever call somebody you know make fun of somebody but Unless it's Grow me. up. Like, I can't believe so many people are stuck in that phase. Yeah. Like, people still are trolls online, constantly berating different, you know, targets, and getting off on that as an adult, when you haven't replaced that yeah. with something that is real, something more fulfilling, <clears throat> something... Rewarding. My God, what a, what a warped way to spend your time and energy just devoted to tearing other people down especially public figures you know god forbid somebody gets successful at something you just make it your mission to to you know try to make them suicidal or you know have them quit you know just choosing to be cruel that all sucks you shouldn't be cruel you know there's a difference between jokes these people don't get jokes anymore yeah that gets me fired that makes me want to fucking Buy a bullet and rent a gun. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just put one in the chamber and two in the stink, you know? <laughs> That's how I'm going to go out. I'm going to shoot my head off while having two of my own fingers jammed in my asshole. And people will be like, what was he up to? <laughs> what? what kind of afternoon was this? Uh-huh. What was the last thing he did? He went to Waterworld and then he came home and blew his head off while fingering his butt. <laughs> Yeah, don't be cruel. Be nice to each other, you know. Come on, uh, yeah. God is love, and I am God. We're all uh, just I'm, we're all I'm, just walking each other home is something that I get a lot out of. What? We're all just walking each other home. That's like one of the, like I said earlier, the simple things that sound too simple, but they're really pretty good. That's pretty good. Because we're what is... Walking each other home. In existence. We're I all, think we're all taking an Uber. And we're all... No. We're all just trying to get to the finish line, which is death. death. <laughs> but... When what you a say, great reward. What a good blue ribbon to have. But when <laughs> What a great carrot to, to make well, your yeah, horse yeah. follow. Well, it's not the goal. But the goal is, is to not hurt other people before you are dead. Like, walk, take care of each other. We're all walking each other home. We're all trying yeah. to just, like... Get along, get older without right. ruining each other's lives. So yeah, it's well. I'm just trying to be rewarded in heaven. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to do. I thought we were past that. No, dude. I, I believe in the uh, the Christian thing. Uh huh. Yeah. 
<laughs> that whole Christian thing. Hey, yeah, you know, have you heard about this? I... JC and the boys? <laughs> <laughs> JC talk? Yeah, JC and the goof around gang? JC Chazé <laughs> was my god. Yeah, I briefly. Mm-hmm. He, if, if I was going to have one of the Backstreet Boys over for dinner, <laughs> it was JC. I'd sure. have Marky Mark. Okay, uh, yeah, you guys could both talk about <laughs> all the old Chinese guys that you've blinded. <laughs> what a psycho. He was Vietnamese. Uh, See, that's racist. You can't tell them apart. It's not racist. I didn't remember. I I, I should have said Asian. Yeah, you were blackout drunk. That's that's not cool to say anymore. <laughs> Don't assign a race to my drinking problem. I was brown out. That's when you get so drunk you shit your pants. That has to be a joke, right? Browning out was on Sunny. Always sunny. They poop their pants? No, it's where you didn't completely black out, but it's very hazy. Mm. It's like, uh, yeah, before... You have too many hazy IPAs. Before not... Before completely, uh, you know, uh, blacking out and, and not recalling anything, if you're oh. kind of going in and out, you browned out. I that, call that the from... sweet spot. <laughs> yeah. I call that the goal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was... Um, I think that... Was first on Sunny. That's the first time I remember hearing it. But remember, this is satire. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? God is dead. <laughs> Death is the reward. <laughs> That's what we learned today, everybody. Death is the goal. We need to get rid of volleyball shorts. <laughs> For sure. This is another thing. They should have to play in burkas. This is well. We're getting there with these masks. This is step one. Uh, the other one of the other things that I like that I think of when I'm driving, especially, is you're not in traffic. You're not stuck in traffic. You are traffic. You can't think. All right, Yakov Smirnoff. <laughs> Again, it sounds simple and stupid, but it's pretty good because so many people get so mad. And I used to get so mad at being in traffic. Oh God, all these idiots around me. But it's yeah. like you're an idiot. Also, you're, part you're of also a dipshit one. in a car, yeah. and you are traffic to everybody else. So it's just a way to like, God, it really does help me not get as furious at people. And you do carry around a large amount of rage. I don't carry it around. Yeah, it's just... you're just always one fucking stubbed toe from uh, you know beating up an old woman at the no, grocery store. No, no, there there have been times where I was more quick to anger, and I've worked on it. I've tried to be better about it, and. Little sayings like that, I think, are helpful to remind you, man, yeah, you're not the main character being inconvenienced by all these NPCs. That, oh, man, I hate that shit. NPC, what a terrible way to look at the rest of humanity as yeah. just lesser than just these nobodies. Like, ugh, that is troubling. Mm-hmm. But, I like to think of other people as ants. <laughs> and what are you? Uh, I'm, the ant, I'm the ant, ant eater. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> ant eater. Yeah. <laughs> You're the aardvark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to just think that I could crush them all. Yeah, that's a bad way to think of the rest of the people around you. No, no. When I shut my eyes at night, you know, I just think about a fire consuming most people and how I'll be the one who lit the fire. Uh-huh. And I get to decide who lives or dies. I think that's that's, that's how fine. I get through. You have your own little sayings, like you know, whatever. Uh, you are traffic. I before E, except after C. Yeah. A lot of them are grammar lessons. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my very educated mother just served us nine peas. Right. I like to think of myself as God's flaming sword. Kids <laughs> playing catch on freeways get smashed. Roy's private eyes. Or Roy's... Whoops. Roy G. Biv? Roy G. Biv. Is that what you were going for? Yeah. Man, we know each other too well. How the fuck? I don't even know how that's what you were trying to think of. Mary's violet eyes make John stay up night pining. That's how you remember the, the planets. planets. Yeah, mine was my very educated mother just served us nine peas. Yeah, but that's not at all believable. A very educated woman. <laughs> you got to think about this a guy one. staying up late thinking about Mary's fucking <laughs> radical purple eyes. <laughs> that's funny that we had two different ones. Well, yeah, you grew up, you know, in 1930, Illinois, <laughs> yeah. in post-war, right. right after the Great War, because <laughs> it was only called World World War One after World War Two started. I know. It was the Great War. When I was a kid. Also, World War One is fucked up. You this guys should do my some first, research on World War One. This isn't my first pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I survived the Spanish flu. <laughs> this thing is... I'm yawning this whole time. I went to Taco Bell and I got the Spanish flu. Out of my butt. Spanish rice flu? Anyone made that joke? Uh, I don't think I've heard about a Taco Bell diarrhea connection. I think that well, is Well, we need to do some... Da- we, need to, we need to dig deeper. 
All this surface stuff. This is where the real artists come out, you know? <laughs> We're like masters of humor. I guess. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> when you're talking about blowing loads and I'm getting peed on, it's, it's, it's pretty... Uh, At least you didn't get a load blown on you. Yeah, that would be... That would have fucked you up. <laughs> that's, got... that's when the friendship is over. <laughs> At that point. Yeah, Stucky made you sticky. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Lamar's mom. Yeah. In the uh, shower, he tells everyone I jerked off on Lund. People are like, what? You were hard? You were hard for Lund? <laughs> Gross. Uh, yeah, that was not good. No. That's, <laughs> that's what this podcast is all about. Hey, I'm going to call out bad behavior when I see it. Peeing on somebody that doesn't want to be peed on? Not cool. If you're into it, though, man, let your freak flag fly. Go sure. crazy. Just don't. I don't think you should combine the pee fetish and fraudage, though. Mm-hmm. We got to keep these two Venn diagram circles separate. If you're a Japanese businessman trying to get from Kyoto to Tokyo, don't pee on a lady. You know, don't get on that super train and whiz on a on a school marm. That's bad. That's a good call. I think that's something that needs to be said. I think so. Not none of people are brave enough to say it. These Japanese businessmen got to quit pissing on women. I on public trains. I don't feel like they scratch that itch a lot of the time. I think they repress a lot of that, don't they? And then that's why they... That's why the pornography so They violent. have the outlets of pornography or the, the buying of... Humans. Underwear from a vending machine. Like, that's just, like, for the small population that scratches that itch. And then I think most of them are just trying to get... And then, they you know, they drink to, to alleviate <laughs> some of the stress. <laughs> yeah. We're not so different, them and I. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Shelby Behemoth, everybody. Crack it, slurp it, rub it down.